Welcome to the Better Wallet Podcast, a podcast where we talk to everyday people who have changed their lives through managing their money. We talk about their money journeys, the good, the bad, and the ugly. At least once a month, we'll have a new episode where you can learn how to manage your money better. We're going to be simplifying the money-related topics that keep people up at night, including budgeting, paying off debt, investing, and how to build a business. The goal is to make money a less taboo, everyday topic. Now here's your host, Mark Russell. Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Better Wallet Podcast. As you guys know, the Better Wallet Podcast is all about demystifying the topic of money and sharing powerful money stories from people who truly beat the odds. And we got that person on the line today. We have Rhea Reeves on the line from City Girl Savings. And if you don't know who she is, you better find out. She's here helping specifically women take advantage or take control of their money through budgeting and investing, a lot of great things. She has a YouTube channel. She's on Instagram. She's on a lot of other channels as well. And she is here to talk to us about how we can get our finances in order, knowing that summer just ended. We just had hot boy, hot girl summer, right? People are like, hey, I went to Beyonce. I checked out Taylor Swift, right? Now I need to figure out how can I get my money in order before the new year. So, Raya, thank you for coming on the line. And looking forward to learning more about you today. Yeah, thanks so much, Mark. I'm so excited to be here. And what an introduction. Yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> I practiced it all morning in my chaotic morning. So <laughs> let's talk before we get into the questions. Kind of a bunch. And I know the audience, they probably have a bunch of questions. Let's do our icebreaker question. So I never prepare my guests for this icebreaker question. So as long as you're ready, we'll get into it. Stop sweating. It's fine. I'm it's ready. Fine. Let's break the ice. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> So the icebreaker question is, and I love asking this question because it tells me a lot about the person who I'm talking to, my guests, right? If you could only have one app on your phone, what would it be? Before oh you get started, no, like not YouTube, not Instagram, not messages, and not phone, right? Just Ooh. one other app other than those. Oh my gosh, that is such a tough question. Is Safari? Can I say Safari? Safari? What? I like because I Google everything. Like if I have like a thought and I'm like, I wonder about this, I go to Google oh, okay. and I'm like, I ask the question. <laughs> got it. Got it. You don't have the Google app? No. You have to get the Google app. I don't know why I don't. I oh just my like god! Safari. I don't even know the last time I used Safari. I go um, to Safari and I go to Google.com and then I Google no, whatever I need to. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Go, go to get the Google app. Um, hey, you said the response will say a lot about the person. So who am I to judge, right? Like who am I? <laughs> Safari is. Safari. Right? Everyone, if you're a Googler, go to Safari first and, <laughs> and then Google.com and get Google. your answers. <laughs> right, right. It's funny because that would probably be my answer as well, because I'm also that person. I remember yeah. going back and like trying to tally up anytime that I'm like Googling something. Cause to your point, I just get things in my head where I'm just like, wait, how does that even, how is that done? Mm -hmm. What's this person's middle name? Like just random things like in the middle of my head. And I'm just like, what, like, I need to figure that out right now. I could yes. not imagine. I mean, this is going to date me and probably date you as well. I remember the days where Google didn't exist. Right. We're older than Google, right? Oh, God, We're older hurts. than Google. And the fact that that didn't exist for like our parents and like grandparents and they're like, how do they find out information? And I for anyone know. who's listening that 
was born after Google, they would use a thing called an encyclopedia or a, th <laughs> a thesaurus or what's it called? Almanac, right? Almanac. Yeah. Am, am I pronouncing those right? Almanac. Um, and they would have to go through all of that to figure out, okay, like where can you, I don't know, like random things like where is a Komodo dragon? You know, where are they at? This is something I recently researched. Come kind of an idiot. I was in <laughs> Thailand. I'll tell you why. Cause you, the audience is probably like, why the fuck Komodo dragon? Komodo. <laughs> it's because I was in Bali and like, I'm like very afraid of a lot of things and I'm really afraid of Komodo dragons. And I was trying to look that up and I found out that there are Komodo dragons in Bali. So you're, have you met a Komodo dragon? Is that like why you're afraid no. of them? Or like, it's I don't just know. Like I don't know. It's the fact, here's why I'll try to explain my fear. So I think it's because you ever see them like they're giant like they yeah, are literally they the size i don't know like they're massive number one number two they're like alligators but they move even faster <laughs> they can move really fast like they move like snakes that's number two but the third thing that scared the fuck out of me is the fact that they are venomous oh you know yeah, that they're i didn't venomous. know that i didn't know and, that. like if you like google or like youtube or whatever like Camilla dragon in your backyard they move and they just do crazy things they're predators yeah can't, they're can't predators. deal with that Remember. okay they're literally <laughs> dinosaurs that are still around Oof. and they kind of pop up out of nowhere and i found out that they were in bali and i don't want to say it ruined my entire trip but i was definitely my head was on a swivel <laughs> making sure that i wasn't gonna get eaten by it making sure it wasn't creeping up behind you right exactly <laughs> So this has nothing to do with finance at nope. all. This is just me nerding out, me and Rhea nerding out over Komodo dragons. And let's get into the finance stuff. Let's talk about your journey. Because I love the fact that you are helping women budget their money. Where did that all start? Like, how did you come up with the concept of City Girl Savings? Yeah, great question. So I grew up in Austin, Texas. I was born and raised here. And it was too small for me, like, I knew I wanted to be in a big city. So when I graduated high school, I moved to LA and, you know, totally dove into the city girl <laughs> lifestyle. I was like buying things. I was opening credit cards. You know, I was out and way. about. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. I like immersed myself fully and a couple of years of doing that. And you can imagine my net worth was negative. I had thousands of dollars of credit card debt. I had no money in the bank. I was still out and about though. Like, you know, you, I yeah. wouldn't look it. I was totally faking it till I made it. And the crazy thing was, Mark, I was going to school for finance. I have my degree in finance. So like I was learning everything that I should have been doing, but I wasn't doing any of it. I was mm. just totally like in my feels, in the environment, just loving life, not realizing how hard it was going to be to turn things around. And, you know, I never had intentions of moving back to Austin. And so when I graduated college, my degree and everything, I got a job at a financial institution, but it took one and a half paychecks to cover my rent. So <laughs> you can imagine yeah. if I am not properly managing my money, I won't be able to pay my rent. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what happened. I walked up to my apartment door and I saw a pay in three days or get out notice. And wow. I got paid in five days. So I was like, oh my gosh, like it was my financial rock bottom. Everyone's, you know, looks different, but it was really my wake up call. Like if I don't get this together, I'm on the next flight back to Austin and I'm going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. So I found a way to come up with the money. I paid my rent. Never again was I late on rent slowly, but surely 
I started budgeting. I got myself on budgets. Like I stopped going out or if I did go out, I wasn't paying a dime. Right. So like I was mm -hmm. making that clear from the jump, like I'm not paying anything. And slowly I started building a balance in my checking account. I started whittling down my debt very slow. Right. Yeah. But I was moving in the right direction. I think it's important to have those moments though, right? Like everyone that now is debt-free or budgeting or investing, you have that rock bottom moment. And for the audience, if you feel like you've already had that moment, it's time for that change. You might not have had it yet. Maybe you need to have it right now. If you need to break down and cry right now as you're listening to this podcast, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Like even I cried at my rock bottom moment, like a single like thug tear came down. I was like, <laughs> I don't have the money. Like I work at Vanguard. You would think that I have my money together doing really well, stockbroker, whatever. And I had that moment and that's when I changed my life. And for the audience, you might have gone through that. So yeah. it's okay to make that change. I love that. Just take a quick step back. So you were talking about budgeting, right? I think a lot of times when people go through and they do a budget, the first thing in their mind is like, I need to restrict myself, right? Yeah. I feel like I'm in a jail cell. For anyone who's like, I feel like budgeting is restricting. What do you teach other people like about budgeting? Like, how do you do it the right way? Yeah. So let me first just say that sometimes you have to have a temporary period of grind and sacrifice, right? Like there just may be a time in your life where the budget is tight. It's just the reality of your situation. It's okay. It's temporary. But when you get to a place where you can manage a budget, maybe just, you know, baseline, you want to make sure you include the things you love in that budget, right? Now, I'm not saying go crazy, but after your bills and priorities are covered, what do you have left over? Whatever that leftover amount is, a portion of it should be allocated to things you love. For me, it's iced coffees. Like I budget for iced coffees. I love it. Every day I need one and mm -hmm. it's okay because it's in my budget. But now I'll do my own hair. You know, I'm not going to the salon, right? So I think it's a matter of identifying the things you love and making sure you have money allocated to those things in moderation. So not at the expense of anything else. That is a bar right there. And it's so, so true. And what I normally tell students and people on the page is that if you have a budget, make sure you have like a line item for fun, like whatever your definition of fun is, like, if you like iced coffee, budget for that. For me, it's going to sound like not, I don't even know what the term is, but like you probably wouldn't expect this, but I love Indian food. I love Indian food. And when I used to drink more, like I would love gin and tonics. Like that was my thing. So I would go every Friday. Like if I just budget my money correctly, I was like, I'm going to get my Indian food. I'm going to have mad white sauce and red sauce and like biryani <laughs> mix it all together. Like I'll be upset the next day, but that night... I'm really excited for that. And then I get my gin and tonic afterwards and like, whatever, like that was my thing. And I would budget for that. And that made me happy. But before I did that, I felt like it was a jail cell. So I'm happy yeah. that you brought up the importance of budgeting for the things that you really want to do. And that might be, and another word that you used that I loved is the word temporary. I think yes. a lot of times people believe it's a long-term, Hey, like I'm getting my finances together. I'm not going to be able to spend any money on Jordans for the rest of my life. That is not true. Temporarily, you are setting back, right? It's like a, a fall back to glow up. I think some smart yeah. person online used that term. And I love that because you fall yeah. back for maybe even a few years in order for you to glow up for the rest of your life. Yes. So make sure you guys have 
fun or whatever you love to do, make sure that's in your budget. As long as it's not like taking first class trips to like Asia and like, you know, blowing your entire budget that way. Yeah, just make sure you can pay your rent. (laughs) Right. As long as you can pay your rent. I'm talking about the little things that just make you happy, whatever that might be. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to take a quick break from the episode to discuss one of the biggest crises we're facing today. The crisis is the lack of financial literacy. When you made your first paycheck, did anyone tell you what to do with it? Probably not. This is why 63% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck and get this, half of which make more than six figures. So what I did was I took my expertise as a retired financial advisor and industry professional to give you a complete financial checklist that you can use to get your finances in order in less than 10 minutes. It's completely free and I have a link in my show notes. I want you to take complete command of your financial future this year and this checklist is going to help you get started. Okay, let's get back to the episode. So you're saying, hey, like, make sure you you allocate for that. Are there any other tips that you provide to someone who's building a budget maybe for the first time? Oh, yes. I think the most important thing that someone should keep in mind is a budget is not just a list of your bills. I have Mm. so many people who come to me and say, yeah, I have a budget. I have all my bills listed. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, does your income cover those bills? What about groceries? What about gas? So for someone who is creating a budget for the first time, I would just challenge them to not just think about their bills, but think about all the spending they do. And if you have the time, go look at last month's statement and get a real clear picture of where your money went and then create your budget based off that information. I love that. And that's probably like the hardest thing that you would ever do, but maybe the most rewarding Yes, because you, the way that I realized that I wasn't making as much money as I thought I was making was (laughs) doing that same exercise. I did. So I I looked at the statements and like, I literally just threw them away. I'm like, I don't want to do this. So then I was like, Mark, you have to like, you have to have that moment where you realize how much money you don't make. So what I did was I actually did a, you know, some people do like time studies to figure out where their time is going. I did like a spending study for three weeks Wow! and I went through and I documented every single dollar that I spent. And I did it in a month where I just knew it was going to be crazy. Like, I don't know, like December, I don't know, July, where I was just trying to have fun. Right. I did it in like, maybe like May or something. Yeah. And I realized how much money I spent on just going out. I was yep. just going out. Like I went to Penn State. Penn State at the time was like a big time party school. Like I had my fun, whatever. And I brought that into my real world, like the professional world where I was trying to do this like adulting thing. And I was still partying, going out and whatever and buy new things. And that's when I realized that my money wasn't going towards my goals. It was going towards BS, right? Ugh, yeah. And then- even if you like you go through the exercise, I'm telling you guys, like it's the most rewarding thing that you will ever do, but maybe the toughest. And you will, again, shed another thug tear going through that, but <laughs> you will appreciate it. Most people are afraid to go through that and then mm-hmm. they live their life in this like make believe land of like thinking that they make a hundred thousand, but they really don't make that much. Yes. Uh, in terms of like the discretionary income. Yes. So, once you figure out like what your discretionary income is, the money after, like how much money you're making, minus expenses, variable and fixed expenses, what do you do with that discretionary income? 
Yeah. So that's kind of where the fun begins, right? Like you can look at that and say, okay, I now want to get my iced coffees or I want to save for travel, right? And now you can do that. But it's also fun because you can see what you can put towards your goals, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to own a home one day and you see that you have $500 left over every month, you can start saving for that goal. It now becomes a realistic step for you. And I think that's where you can really have fun with it and see what's possible. Exactly. Yeah. Like when it comes to your discretionary income to uh, Ray's point, once you have a really high discretionary income, which a lot of times comes from either making more money or cutting back on the things that you don't really need to be spending on. Mm-hmm. Like once that number is higher, then you'll notice that your debt-free goal or your debt-free date becomes sooner and sooner. And for me, like, I just went crazy with it. I literally had like, I think the term is like vendetta against like every expense (laughs) I had. And I have another episode where I talk about it, but like, I went as far to, cause your biggest expenses are like your car. I mean, taxes, technically your car, your living situation and food, Mm -hmm. cut back on food. Didn't really go out that much, maybe like once or twice a month. And then my car, I was like trying to pay it off. And then I cut back so much on my rent that I started renting for, I don't know, like I think it was like $600 a month, which wow. sounds amazing. Yeah. Still, you think about like what you'd get for $600 a month. Not and, much. <laughs> yeah, not much. And also a lot of things that you probably don't want. And you have to listen to the episode to get the full, the full story. But I will tell you, there are things in my apartment that most people would freak out if they're in their apartment. Oh. Um, so oh. you have to listen to the episode. I can't remember the number of the episode, but just scroll back to the episode. You have to listen to that. And you'll <laughs> listen to my story of like how I took frugality way too far. Ooh. However, don't be like me. Please, God, don't be like me. Cut back on different expenses, but don't get to the point where you have things crawling around your apartment. That no. was years ago. There's nothing crawling <laughs> around in here. Like okay, everything clean is great. That's when I took frugality too far. Anyhow, so we're talking about going, putting your money toward your debt, whatever your goal might be, buying a house, all these things. So I'm sure a lot of the audience members are like, great. Like, I can't wait to get started. You know, I had hot guy, hot girl summer, right? Like I blew all my money on all these things. Like there's so many different tours that are happening during the summer. You had Drake, you had T-Swift, you had... Beyonce, am I missing anyone? Like, no, I saw Drake. So I, you saw you're you're good to go because I was good to go. Yep. Oh yeah, Chris Brown. Like everyone, everyone was touring. This is like the year of the tour. um, Yeah, because people couldn't tour during the pandemic, right? So like a lot of people were like spending money on a lot of different things, let it be for good things, bad things, whatever. What if I was the audience member who was just like, great, Mark, Rhea, thank you for all this, but like, how the hell do I get my finances in order into like September, October, November, December? So 2022 or 2024 comes up. I'm like not having my years right. (laughs) 2024 comes up and I'm not in the same position I was at last year. Like, what do I do right now? Yeah, great question. So, so moving into those months, right? The fall months, the winter months, it's the Mm -hmm. holidays, right? So we, most people, I would say 95% of our country spends money during the holiday season. And if you just came off hot girl, hot boy summer, it can look like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So first I want you to make sure you sign up for my free frugal fall savings challenge. I started Mm -hmm. this challenge seven years ago, because I used to struggle with preparing for holiday spending. 
And in an attempt to help myself and help others, we started this challenge and we'll be saving $500 over eight weeks in preparation for the holidays. So really to transition to the fall in a frugal mindset, look at your numbers, like don't judge yourself for what you did in the summer, right? But like, how can we move forward the best way possible? Get your budget in order. Think about what you're going to need for the holidays and start saving for it now. Start preparing for it now. And where you can cut back on the non-essentials, just go ahead and do it. You enjoyed Mm -hmm. yourself already. Like we should be in this mindset of, okay, I'm ready to cool it. (laughs) Right. It's time to lock in. No, I, I love that. It's funny because like the holidays happen at the same time every year right and every year i feel like i'm not prepared like every <laughs> single i'm like wait what we have to do christmas again oh like, my god can happen? we not wait can we take a break this year like <laughs> so and then i have my nieces like calling me like uncle mike like christmas is coming up and what they do is they'll say oh i got you something i got you something really 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 nice and i'm like Aww. that's your way of saying that i need to buy you something really 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 nice and then they yeah. will give me like like this five dollar thing that they got from like the school whatever Aww. um so and then they'd be like well you didn't buy me like the whatever is hot for that month or for the year <laughs> i'm like i didn't know what you wanted so i just give them money now i'm just like here you go like, <laughs> get what enjoy. you want. buy what you want <laughs> but yeah happens every single year and i feel like we are all unprepared so if you're in a point where you're just like, I need to save up, I need to get my money together before December, it's time to join the Frugal Fall Savings Challenge. I love the the quote of like, misery loves company, right? Like, <laughs> if you're in the situation where you're like, I don't like saving, I don't like cutting back, you now have a group of people who are all yes. doing that. So I'm going to make sure that is in the show notes. So you can click on the link, sign up completely free. And you can maybe learn a lot of tips along the way from someone who's been doing it for a very, very long time. So, Rhea, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for dropping all the budgeting gems with my community. And for anyone who's like, I love Rhea. Like, she seems like she really knows what she's talking about. Like, I want to tap in because I'm going through my city girl, like, challenge right now where I'm spending all my money and I need to get together. Where can they find you? Yeah, well, I'm all across the internet at City Girl Savings. So the podcast, City Girl Savings podcast, the blog, citygirlsavings.com, and all social media platforms, City Girl Savings. There you go. I'll make sure they're all in the show notes, guys. So make sure you're tapping in with Rhea if you're looking to budget, pay off debt, and win with money. Rhea, thank you for coming on and sharing all the gems with my community. And guys, I will see you guys on the next episode of the Farewell Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Bear Wallet Podcast. If you learned something new during today's episode, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. We would also love a rating and review as well. In closing, remember the goal is to live a better life through taking control of your money. We want our money to work hard for us so we can live the life that we've always imagined. I'll see you on the next episode.